Jack and the Professor on Tuesday version of Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. Good to see you again. Good to see you, sir. It's been what, Thursday? It's been a while since. It's been a minute. Back in the studio. Back in the studio. I was here yesterday morning. That doesn't count. It does count. It does not count. Yesterday was one of those days. Had I just gotten the car at 8 and driven straight, I think I would have made Illinois. Why? Well, I drove to Hot Springs and back. I had to drive all over Hot Springs yesterday. I made several trips from town out to the village. And and so it was just one of those days that I was behind the wheel for most of the day. And had I just gone in a straight line, I think I would have made the outskirts of Chicago. You don't want to do it. Well, I like Chicago. Chicago's fine. It's the long haul through Illinois. It yeah, just beats you down. It is. It is a long I agree with that. It's Ugh. it's if you put I've always felt like coming from Dallas from uh Mount Pleasant to New Boston is a beat okay. down. What's it's a big I gap? Yeah, it's just for thirty miles. I know, but it's just a beat down. You know, the rest of the way there's a little scenery, but Mount Pleasant to New Boston <laughs> is a beat down. Well, it's like that on steroids in Illinois. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's almost as bad. The worst drive to me is eastern Tennessee. If I'm driving... Not made that drive. If I'm driving from Knoxville to Virginia or whatever, it's literally all uphill. (laughs) I don't know. You have hundreds of miles all uphill. You're going to the mountains. You know, for years, Dad wanted to go to Bristol. Okay. yeah. I'm like, no, Dad, I'm not. That's Virginia. I've driven to Virginia. Okay. I'm not going back up there. It may be in East Tennessee, technically. Well, well not technically. It actually is in Tennessee. Well, there is a Bristol, Virginia, just right. across state. Oh, line. I get it. it. It's like Texarkana. Well, it's kind of like Texarkana, but it's just, it's all uphill. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's where parents are legit when they say, I had to walk yes. to school 18 miles yes. all uphill. Yes, yeah. when, when the, the child bride lived in Baltimore, that was my least favorite part of the drive. And I had a, a five-speed without a cruise control. Oh, yeah, no, that's, so I it, could see that being annoying. It was a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah, but your forearm was nice and strong by the time you got, by the time you yeah, got there. But uh, either way, that's probably my least favorite drive I've experienced on a semi-regular basis. Even even better or even worse than uh, than, than going to, to Lubbock. I don't really mind Lubbock. It starts getting pretty uh, out there. When you get out oh. to the mountains, the last hundred miles are really nice. The last hundred. Yeah. There's a lot of miles in between. Well, Wichita Falls. Yeah, no. then is not the no. most beautiful. But it's like it's, Illinois. It's all right. It's, although it's God's country out there. Although Oklahoma, well, see, has has no love in my heart I have either. Solved that problem. <laughs> you go around. I don't <laughs> I went up that turnpike one night yeah. to Tulsa, right. and uh, I left about, I don't know, 9 o'clock at night. I was just going to drive through the night to Tulsa, and uh, I think I went 200 miles without seeing a car coming the other direction. 
direction. <laughs> you see a wagon? I'm just telling you, that Oklahoma, that Indonesian turnpike is, I was expecting to see a tribe. A little creepy. It's a little creepy. <laughs> it was creepy. I was like, no. If I run out of gas out here. You're on your own. I'm done. That's right. Pitch a tent because you're not getting picked up till the morning. Yeah, so. Anyway. We welcome you today, uh, 903-735-9905, or uh, no, I think it's fair off, yeah, zero 05. <laughs> I, I had to make sure for a <laughs> second, I, don't do phones I guess myself, I wanted to say 9902, but it's 9905. Yeah. I, uh, I, I should have just gone with my, my, my gut and been done with it. It's so different hearing year 20 than year one. It is? Well, in year 20, we don't care what the phone is. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really worry about it. We use it to call somebody occasionally. Sometimes. Guest. Yeah. But back in the day, we weren't as guest-driven. We were more caller-driven. We're not that guest-driven right now. I know we well, got no guest today. We got one tomorrow. Typically, tomorrow? Typically this summer, you've had one a couple of days a week. Yeah. During football, we've got plenty to talk about. You don't need any guests. I don't need no stinking guests. You know, I'm watching a repeat of Jimmy Kimmel last night because the child rides out of town. <laughs> That's what you had. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel reruns. And, uh Yeesh. He's got this guy on who's a talk show guy. Okay. His name is Charlemagne the God. Really? Yeah. Which I'm disqualify. <laughs> We're not that well, popular talk show. Wait a minute. Charles is a derivative of Charlemagne. Well, all right. So, yeah, kind of. You're a uh, demigod? Can I do that? Yeah, I think you're uh, maybe Chuck <laughs> the Prophet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Chuck the Mistaken is probably more like it. But either way. Although Chop, had, was, he, Chop was talking big about us yesterday. He's He's got us apparently in some Hall of Fame. Oh, well, that's for him. Yeah. He's, nothing, <laughs> no, we're not getting in that one. The choice, the chances of getting Bob's versus the uh, Texas Sports Hall uh, of Fame, they're about the same. They're pretty well, low. Well, is it Bob the Texas Sports Hall of Fame? I don't think so, no. I, I don't by, think so. By the way, Jericho uh, Taylor says he paid lots of uh, toes on that road. I'm something to do with cost. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know if there's, you know, vigilantes out there <laughs> stopping you. Saying, vigilantes. Yeah. They're just people that guard the highway. No, no, no. no. You want to go through, you yeah. uh, you got to pay the toll. Yeah, so uh, we want a 12-pack of <laughs> 2 plus 2. And, and a banjo. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have that already. But uh, either way, um, we, we don't really worry as much about the phone calls. We do. We interact now with the social media. I've already said hello to Fallon today. You didn't say hello to Fallon. Well, I did online here. Oh, you typed, typed it. it in. Oh, okay. I, I pointed out Jericho's comments. You know, occasionally we mention other people who are tuning in and they have comments. And well, uh, first of all, I got to apologize for uh, we we didn't put the show up on the. Uh, on the Facebook yesterday. Why is that? Well, I had forgotten that Facebook or whomever it was, maybe it was Meta. Apple, Meta. Yeah, whoever it was, redid their thing. It was the newest update. And when they do an update, I think it was Apple, when they do an update, they often screw yeah. stuff up. Leave us live. Well, and, and It makes people nervous. Yes. And so I forgot about it coming into yesterday's show. And then when Chop came in here yesterday and we started to have that conversation about putting the thing, I went, yeah, no, I got to check my phone first because I did not do that over the weekend. So rather than risk somebody saying something embarrassing, that would be me, we just decided. You I don't trust Chop? I trust Chop. I don't trust me. Okay. I'm loose lips sink ships. 
I don't want to say something. No one who sits here and watches it on the uh, no, no. Hey, Ben Adam just popped on with us. Really? Yeah, the great Ben Adam? Yeah, Ben, I'm, I'm getting a lot of feedback these days. On, oh, uh, it wasn't a lot. I've had three or four people reach out to me. Oh, In fact, Jason Boston this morning as we walked said, ah, saw where you uh, did some TV work. I said, well, that was a couple years ago. I had to tell him, you know, the Are you tale. still getting a check for that? I didn't get a check to begin what? with. I got free dessert. Isn't there supposed to be residual payment every time it airs? I don't know, but now that it's on Hulu, it seems to have caught fire. And you more be- people were telling me that they saw me. Or, let me rephrase, more people were making fun of me <laughs> for my appearance on Deep Fried Dynasty, oh, you which you me? can find on Hulu now. You na- <laughs> Plus or just Hulu? I don't know oh, one from the other. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just telling you. You're directing. The you people. Know, Telling me they're seeing it these days. They're seeing it on, on Hulu. Hulu. All right, that's Deep Fried Dynasty episode two, last two minutes of the. <laughs> like I said, you should be getting a check for that every time it airs. Yeah, I'm just saying. Sure, Item does. I bet he gets one I every don't time know it airs. What Ben's deal is? He's probably that. got a check every time it uh, airs. Either way, he ought to give the talent some of that money. You ought to be getting I, some cash I out of that. I think you're lo- <laughs> loosely using the term talent. I'm talking about Amy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't the child bright in that? She wasn't. See, that's she who I'm talking brought, about. Brought beauty to it. Yes. It's got a, a little mini beauty in the beast. Yeah, that's right. She, she ought to get a check. I'm trying to talk with my mouth full of fried Marbles. dessert. Yeah, whatever. Which was very good, by the way. Nice to see uh, Ben Item again. Yeah. He uh, says he didn't even get a residual. Oh, whatever. They, they probably paid him cash. Who knows? It's show business. Uh, well, and what'd you get? A fried. Uh, I got free snack. Free snack. You don't remember what it was. It was a deep fried cake of some kind. It was like funnel cake deep fried. Okay. I think that's what it was. Okay. That's what that, you got. That was your pick. The lady who ran that had this famous funnel cake stand there at the fair. Okay. And that year they had a special souped up version of it. Ooh. That was new that year. Every year they try to come up oh, with yeah. new things. Something unique. And this was their newest version of... I don't remember what all the funnel cake had. And so Item paid for you to have one. He gave me a so free you could be one. On camera so I could be a schmuck yeah. talking with my mouth full. Okay. Well, it worked. Yeah. He typecasted. You got something yeah. from it. How many times on radio broadcast that I talk with my mouth full? All the time. <laughs> all the time. Shooty used to worry about me. I'd eat so much during the broadcast. See, that, that was one of the things Chop said yesterday. Because we were talking about you know having people doing some of these gigs like the texas high gig that we may have found somebody for and chop was saying it's not just what you think it is it's not just going there and open a mic and and talk and eat and i went no that's what tony's been doing for 20 years what are you talking about that's exactly what the job is it's bode well for me that's right a lot of free food yeah anyway uh we have greatness on tomorrow we do coach minner's gonna be joining us tomorrow rick minner yes uh, i dropped his name this weekend did you yeah I told somebody I know Rick Minner. Really, they were somewhat impressed. Everyone knows Rick Minner. Yeah, that's not you. You're not surprising people saying that. No, no, no. I agree. You're going, oh, you know Rick too. He's on tomorrow in studio, so uh, we're going to get a snoot full of college football. And uh, how about the timing of it? Perfect. We're about with, ready uh, to kick off. Well, yeah, well with, with what goes on at uh, Northwestern down the road there from University of Michigan, and you tease about Chuck the Prophet. You are. Yesterday, I sat on this presentation, and Chop and I were talking about the weekend's revelations concerning Northwestern, and I said, and I was way off, I said, I didn't think Pat Fitzgerald made it through the month of July. 
He didn't make it through the evening. He didn't make it till six o'clock. Yeah. We got off the air. I looked at my phone and went, oh my God, Texas Chop said, he got fired. He said, I don't even know how you can get fired when the college president and AD are both out of town. <laughs> they got phones. They can fire you on the phone. That is tough. We've been fired on the phone. <laughs> yes, we have. That's, that's not new. You got fired in a very uh, compromising place. You can get fired easy. Oh, it's a place I feel at home. That's right. <laughs> It's where your big moments have happened. <laughs> Anywho, all right, it's about 13 after 5. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little sports when we uh, return. Leaving the yard, Zach and the Professor here on The Fan. 1079. You stick around. We're coming right back. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty ILO, leopard pride never dies. To feel the calming effects of nature, take a deep breath in and out. We are back, 16 and a half after five, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079 as we uh, walk our way through the Tuesday version. No big sports yesterday, obviously, because of the All-Star break for baseball. So we had a home run contest yesterday. Today, the Major League Draft continued. Congratulations, Cody Adcock. The uh, former Arkansas High Razorback got drafted uh, earlier today. I think he... uh, is that? I think he made the 11th. It's I looked bad. at it a little That's... bit ago. Let me relook. Yeah, we remind people there are a lot of 13th, 13th round. A lot of 13th round draft picks. <laughs> but it is not as big a deal to be a later round draft pick in MLB. You no. don't get as much money, obviously. No. And in fact, he's not in a slotted spot. The top 10 yeah. rounds are slotted. You're not slotted after 10. So at 13, Cincinnati, by the way, drafted him. Uh, at 13, he has a chance to kind of negotiate and keep playing baseball, yeah. which yeah. is the big deal. The draft's not like it used to be where you had 50 rounds. We're at 20 today. 20 rounds ended today. And so um, he's getting a chance to still play baseball, which is kind of a cool thing. It is very cool. I reached out to him a couple weeks ago. I got uh, Big Dog, so we've tried to get him on. Well, maybe he's got time for you now. No, I doubt that. I'm sure he's Bigger Dog now. <laughs> no, he's, a, he's a major league baseball player now. Turn around pick. Yeah. Well, maybe. Who knows? But anyway, he is the uh, 378th player to come off the board. So congratulations to Cody. He's the only local guy at the moment who's gotten drafted. Uh, was not a great draft for the Arkansas Razorbacks. They had some. They had a bunch of guys picked. I think there were seven guys that got drafted. Uh, not any. We talked about yesterday. Not any in the first uh, couple of rounds. 
most of their draftees came today. So shocked Oklahoma State had, I think, six or seven guys who got drafted. It's funny to me. Um, we had this conversation here a while back about is college baseball catching up to the minor leagues? Is playing at the highest level college baseball now closer? It'll be interesting to see how some of these guys, uh, the two LSU guys in particular, the Florida guy, that the Rangers guy, where they start out. Will they just start out? obviously in an instructional league probably to begin with that basically this is how pro baseball works but will they end up at double a and triple a within a year or how ready are they my guess is paul skeens is at double a next year and i don't know that he ever goes to triple I, I think skeens will start probably at double and they'll work on his stuff a little bit and i mean he may play some rookie this this last month or two of uh of the summer but I think he starts a double next year and probably is a quick promotion up to. I think he's ready to to get there next See, year. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's got a lot of innings under his belt at a high level. It'll be interesting to see. I, I really think Cruz is closer to uh, the outfielders, closer to the MLB. Really? Yeah, the second pick. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I do. Interesting to see though, but they got to make the you know with position players it's always a little different bat, and will they make right. that no, transition right. and all? But I Let's like see, that kid. You're hitting much more breaking ball stuff. Well, I know, I know, it's I, tougher pitching. I, I, I think I want to spend a little more time as a as an outfielder, yeah. having well, some time in the minors to that, get used to that. That kid looks pretty close to being ready to me, but I've been wrong before. Uh, Michael Applebaum wants to know, uh, have we seen the Will Middlebrooks interview where his dad pops up on the couch? Yes, I did see that. I, I think his mom posted it. Have you seen that? I have not seen it. Will was talking to somebody. They were interviewing him. He was uh, doing it from his house. No, he's actually, I think, on vacation up in North Carolina. He is. This in week. his family. Yep. And But he was doing the old, from the computer, he's got his jacket on, his okay. hair, hair's done nice. Right, and right, all. right. And they, the question for Will was, if you were in the home run derby, who would you have pitched to you? All right. And Will said, well, like a lot of guys, I grew up with my dad pitching right. batting practice, and uh, I'd probably go with my dad. Well, there's a couch behind him that you see the back of the couch, and Will kind of chuckles. About that time, Tom sticks his head up. He's laying on the couch <laughs> listening to the interview. Right. <laughs> and you get to see Tom's mug as he pops up and kind of smiles for the camera. <laughs> Waves. Should have shown some form. Should have shown the, the form of throwing the warm up. And I, and I forget what uh, broadcast or podcast it was on, but mom posted it. She thought it was funny. Nice. Something. It was funny. It's yeah. a cute story. Yeah. Which, by the way, how about uh, Julio Rodriguez yesterday? The guy throwing his pitches was right on the money in the first round. Was he really throwing? <laughs> well, he's lobbing it. I, that was such a strange form. Yeah, no, it's a it's a no step into it form. Yeah, but he had a perfect delivery. Yeah, on a per and he was hitting the spot well, in that round every time. Do you think he had home field advantage? Well, yeah, but you're throwing you're throwing BP in effect. Yeah, I don't think there's any advantage to that. Well, Rodriguez no, he, did swinging. He knew where the easiest out was, easiest way to get out of the park. He was doing a little 
half oh, jerk swing. Yeah, no question. And as we've seen, as we've seen, some of these guys take a month <laughs> to get their swing back. Yes. After these contests, I was rather glad Garcia had an early exit. I didn't want him being around for three rounds. Yeah, I've been around for three rounds no. and jacking his swing. No, up. I no, and I and that's always a concern. Guys who, it's one thing to be hitting, you know, a sixty mile an hour bunny that somebody throws up there, as opposed to, you know, a ninety eight. Well, mile and an you're hour literally fast. only trying to put it because he was putting it in on him, so yeah, he just so he can turn, just yes. pop it right over the left oh, yeah. wall. But you know, you say the advantage. Everybody's played in all these parks now. Yeah. You've all taken BP in all these parks. A guy like Garcia, how many times will he played in Seattle? You know, it's yeah. even though he's an opponent, yeah. he's played there half dozen times a year. Well, I agree, but still, I think it's a huge advantage. You take batting practice there eighty plus times a year. Well, sure, <laughs> but you know, if that's the and case, the home guy would win you, every time. You probably know where the wind's blowing out, when it's blowing out. How's? <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying you understand the easiest way to put one out. I picked Pete Alonso to win yesterday. Well, and that's historically been a good pick but not yes he was trying to hit the ball to the big parts of the ballpark well and i don't think his his guy throwing bp was as good i think he was kind of all over the i don't place. think they were in sync yeah, together that's fine on whatever the plan was right and you have to be careful as i said you can go up there with a the mindset of i'm gonna swing to win this contest but you risk jacking with your swing sure i'll say this I did not like I felt I felt it was a waste of what Julio Rodriguez had done in the first round that nothing carried over or that he didn't need to hit 41 home runs. He he ended up hitting a lot more than he had to and he looked gassed by the time yeah. he was in the semifinals. Happens all the time in this. And and event. I and I and I think the format needs to be tweaked a little bit. I was thinking about that last night watching it going, did the guy need 41? He could have stopped at 30. Of course, he was the he was the first guy to go, yeah. so you don't know. But I almost think you ought to get your minute and a half, and then your opponent gets his minute and a half, and then you finish out from there, and you got an idea. All right, the guy hit eight in the first minute and a half. I've got twenty. I've never known you to be this excited about the home run derby. I wasn't excited about it. I just think that this is more talk about this home run derby than typically we get in five years. I'm just saying I don't like the format. It cost a guy who jacked a bunch of home runs a lot of swings he didn't need to do. Well, I don't think Josh Hamilton won it the year. He had such a big first No, he didn't. So this isn't a... It's not a new thing. But it was a real waste of 41 yesterday. No, we're still talking about it. He got he didn't airtime on yes, Sports but he didn't Center. Win. The home crowd got excited. But he didn't win. They'd have been more excited had he won, hitting 41 in the last round, than 41 in the first I wonder round. Where that, like for Pete Alonzo, are those couple times he's won that going to be his Heisman in his house? For well, Gr- if you don't win a championship, probably. For Guerrero. Will that end up being his Heisman? If, yes. If you're not MVP, which neither one of those two guys probably will ever be an MVP. Why not? I can't Guerrero will be an MVP. I don't see it. Because Otani and Trout still play in the American okay. League. <laughs> How about that? Judge plays in the American League. Three All right. I mean, uh, probably, nah, I probably can't name anybody else. But those three anyway. Uh, for a moment there, I thought you were going back in time to Yelich. <laughs> He's in the National League. Oh, yeah, that's so right. That's not a problem. Oh, I, I, 
I could have gone Ryan Braun. How about that? You had to go way back to when the Brew Crew was still. They're still the third game out of first. In the American League. Well, that had been a long time ago. That's a long time ago. When did they switch over? What year was that? I don't know what year it was. It You're a Brewers fan. Yeah, but I don't know what year they switched. Don't did we trade them for Houston? Is that how that worked? I think that was, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good trade for the American League. I don't know. They got Houston. I don't want Houston. I've never liked them being in the same division and league as the Rangers. Why? I just don't like it. What's wrong with that? I I don't. They are a National League team. That's where they should have stayed. Well, expansion does that. You want the Browns and the the Colts to still be in the American Football Conference? The AA. FC. I say I think the Colts. No, the AAFC or the NFL at one time. Yeah, they were in the AAFC at uh, first. Pittsburgh, uh, AAFC. Do you want them there? Well, I don't know. I'd still like my chaparrals. Have a team in the ABA. Progress. It's, it's the change. Instead, I have to run against them every season now. There was a, somebody was talking the other day about. Uh, what, what what sports going to add? Is it is it baseball? It's going to add some. They're going to when they move to the, the A's, obviously to Nevada to Las Vegas. There's some conversation about an addition of teams. I can't remember which league it was, but here comes that we ought to so think where are you geographically. Add them? Here we ought, well we ought. There's the thing we ought to think geographically again because I think we got odd number, don't we? Have well, fifteen and fifteen or something like that. The, the number I saw in Austin this week. You ought to be looking at that market if you're MLB. In Austin? Yeah. If you're well, MLB. You want them in the National League or the American League? You already got two American I League I would teams. put them in the American League and t- put Houston back in the National League. Why? Because you don't need all three in one division. Then why wouldn't you put the new team in the National League? Put them in the American League, put Houston back where they belong. That doesn't in the make National any sense. League. You've got two in the American now. Uh, why would you why As would long you as Houston in the, was in the National League, how good were they? They were okay. <laughs> I mean, they were okay in the 80s. They were had a good run from like 80 to yeah. 86, Mike 87. Mike Scott, no Yeah, league. yeah. That's a, that was a good group. J.R. Richard. Yes. Yeah. That was a good group. But they haven't, had, the, they haven't had this kind of success. Of course, they, they, belong. they didn't have this kind of failure either. They had the early 2000s. Those horrific well, double A type. They athletes. tore it down. To yes. Build it up. Yes. They did the same thing with Tal's Hill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. But anyway, they were talking about realigning, and I mean re re uh, shuffling the deck and putting uh, putting teams more geographically aligned. Everybody's going to be fighting to get into the SEC, so it won't matter. <laughs> really, <laughs> really, that's how it's going to be. Just put them all in the SEC. We're taking a break. It's twenty nine and a half after five. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan one oh seven nine. Coming right back. Thirty-three after five, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan. One oh seven nine. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, Kirk and Company. 
Yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about oh, that. <laughs> I'm supposed to be on the road to Shreveport tomorrow, but oh, I'll come in. Mind. I'll come in. For, oh, she's not going to be ready to go before 8 o'clock. <laughs> you're forgetting you, who we're talking you about need here. something to do while you're waiting for a woman. You're forgetting who we're talking yeah. about here. It's Brad Paisley and Eddie Griffith. So, you're waiting on a woman. You might as well come shoot the ball. Yeah, that's exactly sports. Good. And I can tell her, 8 o'clock, you got to be ready because yeah. that's when I'll be up ready. And I hope I'll be able to talk about the All-Star game. Well, why wouldn't you? Well, I have direct TV. And they're still in their urinating contest with the Channel 33 out of Shreveport. And now they're in the urinating contest with Channel 6 out of Shreveport. And uh, I've gotten to where I'm like, oh, okay, so I don't have Fox anymore. It's not a big time. Well, you can come Fox. over. You can have dogs no, sitting on the couch. No, no, no. <laughs> but then I remembered today the boy has rigged up for me uh, the Fox Sports app. There we go. But it's really only up in his bedroom. Okay. So I'm going to have to sit tonight. In his in, bedroom. In the rolling office chair. <laughs> watch things <laughs> of baseball. What's that recliner up in the going to be in effect tonight? It should be. Okay. I hope so. I don't want to uh, stay up all night watching an all-star <laughs> game. It needs to be fast. So... I, and it's not right by the kitchen. And the child rides out of town, so tonight I could have had the kitchen in the big TV. Oh, man. But now I'm going to get the smaller TV, the 40-inch TV. And an office and, chair. And an office chair upstairs away from the kitchen. Does it recline back? It's one of those that kind of rocks a little bit. All right. And it's not supposed to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in other words, you're going feet over butt tonight. No, Anytime. no, Boom. no. no. Either way, but I'm hoping to get because I really, you know, I love the All Star game. I love I watching All Star. I know you. I used to, but and, I don't anymore. Well, even though it's not really as competitive as it used to be, and no one's career ends like it used to, and and that's the good part. Yeah. No career enders is a good part. But uh, I do like to be caught up on the first half of the season. Right now, I've done a pretty good job this year. I've kept up with baseball a lot better than I usually do. The Rangers have been relevant, so and that's I, uh, why. Well, I've uh, I, I really like the MLB Network. Okay, and, and so I catch a lot of afternoon games on the MLB Network, and the games are moving along faster. Yes, yes, and I've been more inclined to watch more baseball right. because they are understood, and so I have a better understanding of what's going on in the leagues. You know, I know the kid in Arizona's hot. I know the. Uh, kid in Miami who's flirted with 400. Uh, you know, all these these guys in a given year, I might not have known that right. the Carroll kid was on fire out there in Arizona or whatever, and that he should be starting and all that. Well, uh, next year probably will be. He didn't start. He's not in the starting lineup tonight. Is he? I thought he was. Oh, it doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me to see. Usually, guys like Areas in Miami, yeah, have a good year. And nobody really knows him. And next year he becomes yeah. a starter in the All Star game. That's well, I will say was. this: I thought, and I I put it on the fact that it's going online with the voting now. I think we're getting a lot more astute voting for the All Star game. Or the votes being stolen? I don't think they're being stolen. It's I, online. We I only know, trust paper ballots. But when you. Everybody used to stuff the ballot box at the ballpark. Yes, that's, you know, what you, that's why you did out, it. Yes. Hand out stacks of them. I and, sat in county stands yes. and put a bunch of, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. Put, how, can I put six in a row? Yeah, and that's right. That's six right. or whatever. Until Florida messed it up with yeah. hanging chads. You couldn't do but, that anymore. Uh, but a lot of times people at the ballpark 
aren't the ones that really follow baseball. They're there for a good time and beer and hot dogs. And You know, I don't know about that anymore. I think that you had to be kind of hardcore baseball, I think, to be going out to, to games the last few years. With the shorter time period, I think you're going to get more of what you're talking about. Folks who are going out on a date and watching a baseball game because it's over in two and a half hours. It's not four hours like it used to be. I think hardcore guys used to sit and watch baseball um, more. I think with TV packages where you can watch all the games at home now, you've got a more educated home audience. I think the fact that you've got fantasy baseball that turned a bunch of people onto stats. No, always. I think that's made for a more astute voting group. And so I still think there's a lot of amusement park fans at Major League Baseball games. They're there for the atmosphere. And uh, I think some of your more astute baseball fans are sitting at home most nights. And I think that's who's bothering to log on, who's bothering to vote in these. So who used to vote then? It was done at the ballpark. Well, and were those just not astute baseball people? I think a lot of them were just amusement park fans. The same people go to Six Flags in Arlington the next night go to a Ranger game. Well, see, I remember going to games in the in the heyday of the 70s and 80s. Yes, and you were a kid, and, and you ate, were eat up with it, and you loved yes. it. Yes, and baseball cards were the stat, yeah. you know, things of the but day. The papers put box scores in, and the Sunday paper put the full-on averages. We're who loved it so much, we made a side hustle out of it. Most people didn't love it that much. Most people were there. Most people did love baseball yeah. back then. I, I think the loss of – I think baseball's love started fade away, I think, in this century. I, I, I really think there was a we, – we saw a renewal of it, but the steroid stuff cost a lot of fame. I think the strike in 93, Hurts. if you go back. No, I agree. And there began, as the older audience began to erode, they erode quicker because of their disenchantment with how much players were making and things like that. I think the younger fans have been brought into it because of video games, because of what we used to call rotisserie, yeah. uh, fantasy style no, stuff. fan duel stuff, that kind and of thing. I think Billy Ball made it cool for geeks, and I think geeky people got into it uh, because they loved it, and that's why stats became such a big part of it. Stats were a big part before. But I think, would you have, if I'd have told you 25 years ago. Okay, hold on, 25, so we're going 1995, basically. If I'd have told you in the late 90s that people wouldn't care about wins and losses for pitchers, batting averages for batters yeah i wouldn't believe more concerned with ops yeah i wouldn't believe that you wouldn't believe it no but that's how geeky it got yeah that we have even more stats and uh that's sexy to some people (laughs) i'll be honest with you i'm thinking back i don't even know if baseball cards did on base percentages back in the day they did averages and you know on a baseball card, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't remember, but but that's it. Wasn't a stat that would have yeah. caught my attention. Not a lot of looking at baseball cards. But you may be looking at a baseball card from two years ago, where today you click on that machine and it pops up. Right. The latest. Oh yeah. No 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 yeah. no. You're right. But you know we used to know those numbers. I could you know back in the day could have told you those numbers for players, but I don't remember but being today, a PS being a thing. Up today, you can look at right here. 
I know. Which makes us all smarter, the fact that it's right here. I can cast I can cast a ballot today so much more in form than sitting in a ballpark and simply voting for the hometown guys on the ballot. Yeah, well, but I think I think back then see here here's in my mind, here's a little bit of a difference in this. Guys weren't free agents very often back then. I agree. So they stayed in their league and an a lot of the time, if you were voting, like if I'm in Milwaukee, I'm voting for the Brewer players, obviously, yeah. who are on the ballot. But then I'm voting for what guys in the other league am I familiar with? Do I want to see in a matchup against all guys? Because there was no ESPN, because no, there, no, no. you were waiting on the this week's edition of the Sporting News to tell you stats in most cases. Or Twib Notes. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying, today it's so simple. Oh, I get it. And that's not even to mention, I fell in love with Andrew Jones from SportsCenter. No, I get it. You know, I grew to be an Andrew Jones fan, not because he was on WTBS. It's because every time he made one of those crazy catches, they replayed it and replayed it, either on SportsCenter or or CNN. Oh, I get it. And that, to me, has changed the game. I agree it changed the game, but I think voters back then didn't worry about the stats. I think the voters back then worried about what players want to see. Yeah, pure popularity. You, you bet. Pure popularity where today it's a more astute baseball fan. I don't think Corey Seager is a guy who is all that popular right now. I don't think you're going to sell a bunch of – No. But you know what? He got a ton of votes – all around the country because people looked at his numbers and even though you know the Texas Rangers aren't playing a bunch of Sunday night ball games or whatever night FS1 puts on a game people know he's having a tremendous year and he's playing a solid shortstop and his team's having a good yeah. year and that helps yeah. it helps I, when I you're, think they, if this was last year's Rangers and Seeger's having this kind of year does he get to be a star, uh, star game? Because I don't think he does. Well, he had a little love coming in because he'd been in a big market. Now, I, I get that. All that said, I just I will I will down the battlefield today of baseball fans are smarter and more astute, and the votes reflect that. I just think it was more of a popularity contest when we voted at the ballpark. We voted for our guys. And we voted for the guys that we perceived to be the stars from last year. Let me ask you this. this in, in my mind, this is a, a major change. What pitcher do you want to see tonight, other than Otani, who's not going to yeah. throw? I was going to say, what pitcher do I want to see tonight, other than Otani? Because that would have been, you been your answer. Yeah. Garrett Cole, I think, is obviously that guy everybody wants to see right now. Um, Kershaw on a simply historical novelty thing you know, yes standpoint i think still is a guy i mean that's a guy that won an mvp as a pitcher right and so his career and my point is i think back in the day we'd have said this pitcher i want to see carlton i want to see seaver i want to see ryan yeah. i want to see palmer i want to see I could go on guys, and fit those guys went out and pitched you know 20 complete games a year. Right. No, that's and right. There weren't the statistics. Today, the better all-star pitchers are really the one-inning guys. That's right. And there are going to be a bunch of them on this roster tonight. They're suited for
for an all-star game. Right. That's what they do. But we wanted to see Maddox. Yes. I didn't want to. I care about the relievers. No. I, I cared about the guys. Yeah. The starter's not as important today as they used to be. Yeah. Well, the and, starter used to go three innings in an all-star that's right. game. You'll go two if you're lucky. Yeah. Most of them are going to go one. Most of them are going to go one. I got music. i take a break. It's 15 till 6. Leave it in the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan 1079. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty Ilo ISD. At Liberty Ilo, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty Ilo, leopard pride never dies. You've escaped the screens and the sun bathes everything in a golden glow. Your friend hands you a cold organic beer that tastes as perfect as nature itself. That's pure gold. Six o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079. Rick Minner tomorrow night in studio. Lots of college football talk. And I'll tell you what, there's a story on ESPN today that's a. Uh, a disturbing story from the University of Georgia. They have got big problems. Kirby Smart addressed it in a question yesterday, I guess. Uh, 11 speeding-related incidents involving University of Georgia football players since January. Well, this is going to be a side effect of NIL. You're not kidding. Now, young men who have high levels of testosterone have been uh, afforded the opportunity to purchase uh, high-horsepower vehicles, and uh, that's what young men with high-horsepower vehicles do. They exceed speed limits and endanger the public. And themselves. Yes, and themselves. uh, Which is just, you know, it's not just disturbing on its own. It's disturbing that they lost two players earlier yeah. this year to an incident that involved speeding. Well, you, would, you would expect in the locker room that that becomes a point of emphasis. And I'm not doubting that it is. But I'm also reminding everyone that we're talking about 20-year-olds or younger, yeah. and they're still knuckleheads. And it's never going to happen to them. They're untouchable. And so here we go. We're going to go 90 and a 40, and we're going to go 88 and a 35, and we're going to do stupid but stuff. This has been going on for years with NFL players. And, yes. You know, that, that you get your first taste of money in that first high-powered vehicle. and uh, But you're a little bit older. Yes. Now but, you're at 19 They're not as older 20. anymore. They go in yep. at age 20 or 21 in the NFL. And I they, know. But either way, um, all you can try to do is inform them as you do on all the other things you try to inform them about, whether it's agents or drugs or young ladies or whatever. When you've got young men, you it's a constant preaching at them of the risk and reward. You're taking a risk to eliminate all the rewards you could benefit from if you're smart. But... Unfortunately, they take risks that sometimes becomes detrimental to their reward. And we have had this conversation over 20 years 
Guys, especially on the defensive side of the ball, tend to be aggressive personalities. That's right. Tend to be the ones that aren't as thoughtful about consequences. You throw yourself at a thing. Go hit that guy as hard as you can. I could get hurt. You're not going to get hurt. Go hit. Well, once that mentality of I got over the fear of worrying about hitting something that it's not going to. I don't think any coaches ever taught that. I think those guys are either born with that or they're not. Well, whether it's taught, born with, coached up, whatever, guys on that side of the ball tend to be more risk takers. Yeah, I think think defensive football players and Marines are either born that way or they're not. I don't think boot camp or, you know, two days makes you – you have something inside you internally that – you to behave like and that. the reality is there's nothing that the coaches are going to do that's going to stop this yeah. and there's nothing that watching teammates pass away is going to stop this they're still going to do it and it's just uh, we're going to hopefully you know close our eyes and hope they don't hit somebody or a tree or you know walk away from it you hope because you ain't going to fix it mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's one of the new side effects of NIL we're going to see more of this it won't just be the University of Georgia. No. Oh, gosh. It's yeah. just weird. They got hit with a spate of this yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, the, that's all because the Atlanta General Constitution broke that story. Addressing that yeah. had a news organization not done some research and started going, well, that's another one. Yeah, and that's right. And a couple of reporters went out and did some research, and there was a bunch of them, and some of them have been kept out of the media, and some of them hadn't. And well, and and now, of course, comes the next series of questions: Does the local law enforcement do more to keep it out of? I'm, you know, I'm going to send you home, well, son, with a warning. As opposed, to, right? Those are the ones that that's we know. Just of. The ones that are documented, right? Are we going to see more every, documented or less? In every college town, I would guess half or more never get documented. Right. My question is, though, where Georgia's now in the spotlight with this, will Georgia law enforcement continue to write tickets, continue to put that on the public record, or do they not? Not. Well, we'll see. They, they may. They may look at it and go, no, we're trying to protect the public here, not protect the university. And the public needs to be protected from 19-year-olds driving 95 miles an hour down a 50-mile-an-hour you know, roadway. We'll see. They're bulldog rules just like they're Jordan rules. <laughs> I know. I promise you. We started this show talking about Pat Fitzgerald. For those who um, did not tune in at the very beginning, uh, fired last night. As a head coach of the uh, University of Northwestern football team, again, Rick Minner is going to be on here tomorrow. They were interconference opponents in the Big I'm Ten. I'm sure he's got a six-degree separation from Pat. There's no question. Everybody in college football seems like Rick has some connection to. So. But I'm intrigued to hear tomorrow, and we'll see how much Rick's willing to talk about things like hazing that still yeah, go on. I was a little surprised. You know, Having read Meat on the Hoof when I was way too young to have been reading it and reading about, you know, the Daryl Royal Longhorns and the hazing that those young people went through, I had no idea that that type of hazing still went on. It just made no sense to me. 
And I understand, once again, you got testosterone-filled young men, and fraternity life is built around that. and Bonding. Yes. Yep. And I understand that there's a certain amount of frat boy mentality in college athletics or in the men's side of it, but I had no idea that there was still hazing of that nature going on at a high academic university. That, If you'd have told me a oh. Big Ten school will have a hazing problem. And I laid all of them out in front of you. Pick this university you think it's going to be. I'd have gone with Purdue before Northwestern. <laughs> well, sure you would have. You'd have gone with all of them before Northwestern. All of them. It's not supposed to be that kind of school. Supposed to be an academic school. Supposed to be an enlightened university. That's right. Football's not supposed to be that important. Yeah. It's just a thing. It's supposed to have a balance right. at a university. Yep. Like Northwestern. Nope. But that's which really Which is because this guy had had such success as a player, assistant coach, and coach there. This he was and, he was Northwestern. Yes. That's why yes. I don't think people realize how big a firing this is because this guy had other opportunities, but he was Mr. Northwestern right. and was willing to stay there and be there. And boy, within 24 hours, they found out something that they had to completely distance themselves from. You know, one it was a former player that was the whistleblower on yeah. this. A current player basically came to the coach's defense and said, this guy had an ax to yeah. grind. He was going to get the coach. He, he kind of said that. But he didn't say what was being said was a lie yeah. he just said this guy was going to go yeah, was going to get the teaser was right problematic but he didn't say it was a lie yeah. and, and and i think that when when those players and former players started getting actually questioned by the university and the cooperating stories are yeah this has been going on and when you started seeing the degree of hazing these kids were having to endure and that the coach was aware. And that the coach, and like we said yesterday, if he wasn't aware, then he was completely clueless, and you can't be that either. Yeah. You can't be clueless when you're responsible for watching these young guys. All right, we're out of time. It's about a minute till 6. We're going to be back tomorrow. Don't forget, Kirk and Company tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Who's my guest going to be? Somebody really well compensated for their time tomorrow, I'm betting. Good deal. Yeah. Otherwise, we're back tomorrow. Do it again right here, 5 o'clock. On the fan, 1079, leaving the yard. You guys take care. Have a good night.